Welcome to another No Green Eggs presents Big and Smallville. And we are going to be talking about some DC news. Not a lot is known about what's happening, but we do have some very positive news. So now, obviously, we have Henry Cavill back, right? And we had Black Adam with pretty good success. Not as good as Marvel's seen with other movies, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But we don't know what's happening. You know, we have four movies coming out in 2023. You have Shazam. We have um, Blue Beetle, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> but And then we have um, Aquaman towards the end of the year. I think that's going to come around Christmas time next year. And we also have The Flash. And The Flash is supposed to bring in a bunch of things that we've been hoping for and kind of answer some questions. And, you know, that was pushed back. Everything's been pushed. Everything's been pushed, but that's a good thing because they need to iron things out. Now that there's a new regime, they had to kind of change things. Now they have James Gunn and Peter Safran in, in the driver's seats. You got to you gotta change things around in order to make everything more cohesive. So let's get to James Gunn first. I was a little apprehensive about him at first because, I don't know, his loyalties are with Marvel. But the thing is, that can also be a good thing because he's a he's a nerd. And he does very well with them. And then you have Peter Saffron, who's well-versed in movies and and filmmaking and, and even comic books. And it ends up that it's mostly a good thing because we are starting to hear more. James Gunn is very active on Twitter. Uh, right now, it's all about uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, but that's to be considered. I mean, that's to be, you know, expected because that just came out and that's his last movie with them. But also he's helping kind of weed out the bad news. Weed out the not not bad news, the false news, right? The fake news, if you will. Um because there's a lot of people that are speculating about what's happening. A lot of people that say that they're insiders, that they know what's going on and this is happening, that's happening and Everything's falling apart and, and stuff like that. But James Gunn went on Twitter and said, listen, Peter and I are the only ones that know anything. So any news that you hear, if it's not from us, it isn't news. That's a good thing because now we look towards him or to him for any kind of updates. You know, so now we can kind of sit back and, and kind of just wait for things to happen as far as little teasers and stuff goes because he is going to do stuff like that. And he's, he's kind of known for that, but also it's like, all right, well, unless it's actually said by him or a, a person is actually added to a project or a trailer comes out, everything else is bogus. So we have that. Don't believe all the insiders, quote unquote, the leaks and the scoopers. They don't always know what they're talking about. And they're more just kind of fanning the fire of, of speculation. So let's talk about Cavill and The Rock. So The Rock just posted on his Instagram uh, a long message about the future and, and about Black Adam and, and the difference between that and, and other things and, and, you know, having brought Cavill back. But that was a process. And it was. It was a years in the making. But they finally, you know, with the new regime, were able to get rid of people that didn't want Cavill, didn't want anything anything associated with Zack Snyder. We'll get to that in a little bit. 
So he came on and said, look, it's very important that we have to have Superman in the mix. The reason you have success in, in big in big things like this is because you have uh, uh, figures that people know. And I'm not talking about fans. We're talking about the general audience. Part of the problem with the success of DC is a lot of what they were doing in the last few years is introducing characters that no one knew. You know, you did have Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and The Flash and Aquaman. But then you had a whole bunch of other people in the Suicide Squad and, and, and other projects. And, you know, people didn't know what that was. And then, of course, you have Black Adam. No one knew who Black Adam was. No one knew who Shazam was in the general audience. You know, maybe Shazam was a, a word that they've heard before, but no one knew about him. You know, so you need in, in, in order to build a fan base from the general audience, you need names that are big. And you can't have a DC universe without probably the most known character of all time, Superman. You know, you can have Batman, but Batman's a darker character. Dark, he comes with a moodiness that some people don't want to see at all times. And then you have Superman, a symbol of hope. And probably, you know, the Superman symbol itself is one of the most recognized symbols in the world. So to take him out of it would would be insane and is obviously not a good move. And then, you know, as The Rock said, and I've said before, Cavill is probably one of the best Supermen, if not the best. No disrespect to any that came before, and especially not to Keanu or Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no, his cousin, uh, just kidding, Christopher Reeves. So Cavill embodies Superman. And to have him nixed from the project altogether doesn't make sense. And the fact that he's back in and now he's going to be a more hopeful Superman, uh, uh, I don't say jolly. It's not Santa, but it's not going to be as moody as it was before. That's a very positive thing. And now that we have him kind of at the center of everything and kind of keeping everything together, it's very positive news. So let's talk about why Black Adam did not do as well as Black Panther. So the pandemic definitely hurt DC. But Marvel went through it as well and drew much bigger numbers. That isn't because they produced quality during that time. It's because they spent the past decade prior to that building a strong foundation where even the weakest of structures can be um, placed upon it and, and they will stand firm. Will that hold up? Uh, who knows? I mean, with all the things that are happening nowadays with, you know, not listening to fans and not caring what, what anyone wants to see and just force feeding everybody whatever they want. Uh, is that, I don't know. I don't, I don't, we've talked about that before. I don't have to get into that, but you know, we look at people like uh, Chris Hemsworth, you know, unfortunately, you know, um, He's he's had some news lately that, you know, he's going to have to step down because of, of worries of Alzheimer's and stuff. And that's, hey, that's completely understandable. You know, after the last movie, uh, just step down, you know, and it's not his fault. And in fact, the reason I bring it up is because he has come out and said that he's kind of done with the way Thor has been represented in the last couple of movies. And the hokey little, you know, goofy Thor, like he wants to be a bigger, stronger Thor. 
He's also kind of stepping away from Taika, and that seems to be what Disney's doing anyway. So he, he's tired of the way he's been presented. And then you also had Christian Bale come out, you know, and declared publicly that the way that Marvel's been approaching things is very monotonous and, and just like he, he didn't know where he was <laughs> from day to day because everything is green screen. Everything. His whole thing was green screen. He said it just, it didn't seem viable for, you know, future movies and films. And he would probably never do it again. But his character's dead, but, um, but that goes without saying. So if, if they don't change soon, their, their buildings upon that foundation may not stand much longer amongst the cracks that are forming within the foundation. We'll see what happens. Of course, this isn't a Marvel podcast and it's not even a DC podcast, but this is a DC episode. So let's get back into it. So this is, this is all coming through. So during the pandemic, we had, not we, Marvel had a lot of successes in comparison to DC, a lot. Uh, you had Black Widow made over $600 million, but that's a well-known character. Okay, why is that important? We'll get into that. Then you had Shane Su, Shane Si, Shane Chi, a completely unknown character, come out with over $480 million, right? That's crazy. And then DC, you had Suicide Squad. What did Suicide, what did Suicide Squad bring in? 167 million, if that. Now, the reason I bring that up is because not that DC failed, it's that DC brought in new characters that no one had been introduced to yet to a fan base that is a little bit weaker than Marvel because Marvel spent years cultivating a great foundation a foundation that people come back to regardless of quality, regardless of what they're pumping out. You're going to have the general audience coming to see Marvel. Then you have Thor made $750 million. Not because the fans and the general audience enjoyed it, but because of the reputation of Marvel. People are either holding on to hope that each new release will be different and better, that's the fans, or their lemmings following in line. Either way, Marvel doesn't seem to care, but it appears as though DC does. We've talked about that before, where DC is actually starting to listen to the fans. So Black Adam didn't do as well as Black Panther because the general audience doesn't know who Black Adam is. They know who The Rock is. And I kind of thought that that would bring in, you know, enough people to kind of make it a success. And it, it is a success, but it's nowhere near what Black Panther is going to end up being. Like Black Adam may touch the $400 million mark, especially now that they just uh, digitized the movie and they released it on iTunes and, and different platforms. But it's not, it's not going to get that far. So the reputation of DC has been far weaker due to weak leadership and box office bombs. And of course, a divided DC fandom. I'm one of the fans that wanted every DC release to be great and a Marvel contender. But as the previous regime got more and more involved, 
the quality of creativity got worse and worse. Box office reflected this. If they had any plan or at least listened to the knowing minds behind the projects, like excuse me, Bruce Tim, Jeff Johns, then we probably would have seen bigger numbers for Black Adam and less confusion with releases since Aquaman. So during the whole time that so Aquaman was probably one of the biggest, I think it was the biggest DC release. It had over a billion dollars. Why? Don't know. Because before that, you had within the top five rankings of, of DC films, you had all Snyder films, right? They were all Snyders. Aquaman isn't technically Snyder. It's in within the Snyder verse to an extent because of Aquaman, but it, it's a little jumbled. You know, the, it doesn't quite fit exactly. Uh, it does, you know, if you, if you put them together, they, they don't really match up, but you can still kind of say it's part of the Snyderverse. Is that the reason that it got to that number? I don't know. If you look at like fan scores on Rotten Tomatoes, remember, we're not looking at critics. We're looking at audience scores. The average good quality scores for Zack Snyder films is a little bit lower than the other films. However, and I think I'm just do you, am I able to say this <laughs> and you guys are understanding? Cause I think I'm just going back and forth and, and, and just jumbling up my notes. If you look at the audience scores for the Zack Snyder films, the average um, is a little bit lower than those of films that are without Zack Snyder's influence. Now the, what am I trying to say? <laughs> okay. But the only thing that we have to look at in that is, well, first of all, the the, the difference between uh, how many people liked it and how many didn't is, is not that much. But also, the reviews, there were far more, hundreds of thousands of reviews with the Zack Snyder films, whereas there's only thousands of views for those films that are without Zack Snyder. So you have to kind of look at that, too. None of this makes sense. In my head, none of it. Like, I, usually I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but <laughs> stick to the notes. Okay, so... Shang-Chi was unknown, but did really good even in pandemic. See, I already said that though. All right. You know, seriously, I just like the way Snyder approaches a scene and the level of detail he depicts in each shot. Does that mean that Zack Snyder is the go-to guy for all this? No. No, it doesn't. Because honestly, you know, like I've said before, right now he's got a contract with Netflix and he's not even available until the end of 2023. So, and, and he's actually come out publicly and said that he hasn't been approached by anyone from DC. So that means James Gunn and Peter Saffron are not talking to him yet. The only good thing about that is that, or at least, you know, the, the light in that is Gunn and Saffron are still working on the quote unquote DC Bible. So nothing is set in stone yet. Like they're still working on the whole project and and in the next, you know, few years of of projects. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen. And I don't think we're going to find out anything really before Christmas, if at all in 2022. I think, I think we're going to have to wait for anything to happen because, you know, like I said before, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special just came out. So they're really pumping that right now. And, you know, 
I think that, you know, with the holidays upon us, not a lot of time for, you know, setting anything in stone. So we're going to have to wait. The point is, I love Zack Snyder's take on films. But we have to kind of, I have to, you know, there are a lot of us that are fans, but I have to actually realize that it's very possible he's not going to be a part of it anymore. I, I, I don't think that's a great call, but at the same time, there are plenty of other people that can take his place. Plenty of other people that could run with the project. I mean, James Gunn and Peter Saffron themselves are going to be great tools, you know, great tools. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, are going to be great leaders for the projects. I mean, they can both direct, so they can take it. You know, like I said before, you have um, Matt Reeves did a really good job with Batman. Uh, he's working on Batman too, and supposedly working on the Penguin series. So who knows? One piece of really good news, and this came out just over Thanksgiving. James Gunn confirmed because someone asked him, which is great that he's, you know, talking to the fans. He confirmed that movies, TV shows, and even video games will all work congruently together in this new DCEU. That's huge news. That's very big news. Marvel did that with, you know, some t- with shows and and not I don't think did they do it with uh animated I'm not positive, but they did it with uh, a couple of their TV shows and they intertwine. So you can kind of go in order of episodes with movies and, you know, fill in the blanks. But with this, that's incredible, especially when you look at like, okay, so I've said it before that Arkham, the Arkham Batman series of video games was a very fun series for me. And, you know, that's, we're going to Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman. And it was a very mature, very strong Batman. It was, it was very, he was very power-based as well as logical. And I had said before that I saw Ben Affleck as that version of Batman, whether Snyder had that in mind or not, it kind of came out on video. And, and one of the best examples of that is the warehouse scene in Batman versus Superman. That was like every hit that Batman um, laid on these guys was kind of taken from that video game and just a, a very powerful force. So if they're going to produce things like that and bring that and intertwine it within the universe, within the films and within the TV shows, that's great news. You know, this is, I mean, finally we're seeing, um, seeing some, you know, okay, here's, here's the other thing though. So I had said last week that supposedly Zaslov is asking them to be more like Kevin Feige. I think that hopefully that means that that basically is, what am I trying to say? Well, I, I know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to find the words. Um, that the, the fact that I just mentioned that everything is supposed to work and intertwine with each, each other, every medium is supposed to work together. I think maybe that's what he's referring to. I don't think he's saying, hey, be hokey like this. I don't think that's it. I think it's more like, listen, they had cohesiveness. We need that. And we've been hoping for that for years. And that's that's part of the problem with DC in the past is there's no cohesiveness. 
And, you know, you did have like, so if you look at Zack Snyder's plan for his Snyderverse that he released years ago, there was cohesiveness, but then you got the studios involved. See, he actually had people like Bruce Tim and, and Jeff Johns. I know I keep bringing them up, but it's very important to bring in people that know the material better than anybody else. You know, Jeff Johns and Bruce Tim are, they're both writers. They're both work with comic books. They know the history. Bruce Tim has been a part of many of the DC um, cartoons and the you know the animated series and and the movies. Same with Jeff Johns. These are really important fountains of knowledge to tap. So Zack Snyder, you know, was looking to them for help, and he's also a, a nerd himself. But he also you know loved to bring the material into light in a very unique way bringing a comic book to life, literally, in every shot. So he had this cohesive plan, but then you had the studio get involved, and the studio was very broken and didn't really care about anything other than the fact that, hey, we want you to be like Marvel. So every time that they got involved, things got screwy, and things just didn't work. And when you have, and I'm bringing it back again, when you have a, a broken universe that wasn't built on any kind of steady foundation, no one in the general audience is going to care. And then you're going to tick off the people that actually do. So what are you doing? You know? So the reason Black Adam didn't do as well as Black Panther is because the foundations were never there. You know, you had big names in it. The Rock is a powerhouse. But unfortunately, the movie came at the end of Walter Hamada's um, tenure. And it just, you know, every film before that was very well or very poorly managed by the higher ups. And everybody that was creative and everyone that had any kind of say in, in any of the, the lore had their hands tied behind their back. And we're said no to a lot, you know? So if we had more of a foundation, I believe Black Adam, even being unknown, it would have done a lot better than it has been. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And The Rock was, you know, saying in the video, listen, this is how it is. This is a brand new character. No one even knows the, the JSA. Again, that's everybody in the, you know, um, a general audience. General audience, it's very important to, to recognize the fact that without them, you're not going to have the success that, that Marvel's having. We need the general audience in order to have any kind of, of push. And you're not going to have that with a broken system. So you need a great foundation. And, and now we kind of have that in the process. You know, the, the fact that you have two very great um, creative minds who are very successful in the film industry, both sitting down and creating uh, an intertwined universe with support, proper support from the heads of the, of the studios is a great, great thing. I mean, like I've said before, Kevin Feige has carte blanche on everything creative within Disney and Marvel. Not Disney, but Marvel. We kind of need that for Gunn and Saffron. 
you know, DC has been weak, very weak in, in leadership. And because of that, we came out with just a, a cluster of terrible things that do not intertwine. And, and you had, you know, higher ups that were looking to destroy the only good things about the movies that were coming out. You know, I don't know what Walter Hermada's thing with Zack Snyder was. I don't know. You know, I don't get it. But Zack Snyder's films were the only ones that were doing anything good. Not to mention Aquaman. But I really think that because Snyder did what he did in building some of these characters, even though, you know, his version of Justice League didn't come out until much later, I believe that his other films brought interest to Aquaman and Aquaman was able to do that, uh, do as well as it did. And of course you had James Wan behind it and, you know, he's a great, great film creator, director, blah, 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 blah. So look, we're hearing some good things. I think that, you know, we're going to see a, a great future. I don't know what's going to be brought. I mean, like I said before, Blue Beetle. I don't know anything about Blue Beetle. Why is that being made? Why wasn't that scrapped? You know, when they're kind of, you know, trying to smooth everything out and trying to make everything more cohesive and stuff like that. Why would they bring out a character that no one knows? I don't know, but there has to be some reason, right? And maybe we'll be introduced to him uh, prior to the movie coming out. I'm kind of hoping we are because you don't, you don't give somebody an unknown character their own film, except for Black Adam, <laughs> but, but you have the rock behind that. So I don't know. Uh, it's, it's very strange. Here's a weird fact. Uh, regarding all this. So Suicide Squad was changed deliberately by studio heads to make it more like Deadpool, right? They wanted the success of Deadpool because Deadpool, the very first one, you know, wasn't given a lot of money, but made a bunch and they wanted Suicide Squad to do that. They basically wanted to take a character that no one knows or a group of characters that no one knows and make it as successful as Deadpool. And it, it failed miserably in comparison. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's, uh, that's the way that goes. So uh, a lot of the, the, the news that I get and a lot of um, the information I get, I get on, on different websites, but I also get from um, our movie news. It's a YouTube channel. The guy is very knowledgeable, um, easy to listen to. And, um, you know, the videos are, you know, anywhere from like five minutes to, to 12, 15 minutes. And they're, they're really great. They have a great breakdown of audiences, ratings, and, uh, in you know, kind of the with and without Snyder's uh, movies. So if you want to like look into that more, you can check out one of his episodes about that. He, he goes into great detail about it. And um, yeah, so listen, I I do, I think the lack of news is better than the news that we've received in the past, honestly. Not not including the last few months with, you know, cable coming back and whatever. But I think that having someone like James Gunn behind the projects is great because, like I said before, he's on Twitter a lot and he he will give us uh, some Easter eggs and some hints and some clues and, you know, different things and he'll make it fun. So lot to look forward to. 
and at least you know kind of feel better about the the process now that you have some great minds behind it and and that they're backed by studio heads that want to see success you know of course everyone's guided by money but the you know they kind of realize look you're not going to have success without the general audience and without the fans being happy at the same time so you kind of have to make this more cohesive and and make more sense you know it, it, there needs to be a change so now we have that let's see how it goes you know we we won't know until next year with the first movies so that's it for this week uh as far as big and smallville goes it's the holiday season oh i'm 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 finishing peacemaker the only reason i haven't really gone to be able to finish peacemaker is because of the other podcasts or, you know, watching movies and stuff. And, um, you know, I don't watch movies really for this podcast, not right now. So that's been taking up time, but I'm getting back into Peacemaker because, um, since James Gunn is at the the head now, I, I kind of want to, you know, familiarize myself with all of his, his works. So, um, finishing that, I, I did hear some good things and uh, I know that, um, there is uh, some some cameos that uh, I'll I will appreciate. So, looking forward to that. We'll see how it goes. It's um, I'm I'm only in four episodes uh, so far, and um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It really isn't. And uh, I hope it gets even better. And um, I know that he's working on Peacemaker too. So that's encouraging. Uh, there are projects that are coming out uh, for both mediums and TV and, and, um, and movie. And, uh, I am kind of interested to see what kind of video games they come out with. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, the other thing is Ben Affleck. We still don't know anything about Ben Affleck. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, that's because there's no news. There's a lot of speculation of what's, what's going on and that he's completely finished, but, um, who knows, you know, until he actually comes out with a statement. No one knows. And he's maybe he's looking to um, Gunn and Saffron and, and whatever they come up with. You know, maybe he's, he's waiting to see what, what happens with that. Or maybe he just wants to be um, purposely vague or mysterious. And, or maybe he just is already done in his mind. You know, who knows with, with the new studio that him and, and uh, Matt Damon put together actually is going to allow. You know, maybe they're both done. Who knows? So uh, that's it. And um, you'll we'll get to some more holidays in the next couple of weeks. And uh, go check out For Reels. We're going to have, let's see, this week we're, we're talking about, oh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman announces uh, he's going to retire from filmmaking. So we did a little bit of a tribute to Gary Oldman. And then uh, later in the month, we're going to get into a very, very fun, um, what's it called? Last Concession with a very popular movie, probably the best Christmas movie ever. So until then, see you, not see you.